Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. What a privilege for me, Kevin Williams, from Death Postponed Ministries, with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. There are so much problems in our world. One of the major problems of the world is deception. It is the absence of truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so in the absence of truth comes the word of God. As per my theme, why Messiah came to our world. I want to inform you that there is a definite reason why Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, came to our world. And we find the purpose for his coming in 1 John 3 verse 8. Jesus Christ came deliberately and intentionally to destroy the works of the devil. Therefore, my theme, why Messiah came to our world. Let us understand the word for ourselves. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is, one, alive and powerful, two, supper than any double-edged sword, three, penetrating even to the dividing four of soul and spirit, five of joints and marrow, six, it judges the thoughts, seven, and the attitudes of the heart. Complementary to Hebrews chapter 4.12, we find Second Timothy 3.16. Let us hear what the word of the Lord says to us. All scripture is, one, it is God's breath and is a useful for teaching, b useful for rebuking, c useful for correcting, d useful for training in righteousness. I believe my meditation today is point c useful for correcting. We need correction in this current dispensation. Today, everywhere we turn. And look, we find sinking sand appears everywhere. The word of God display in scripture that man is mortal and everything he creates is temporal and changeable. Man is temporal, but Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is timeless and ageless. Man is changeable, but Messiah God, Jesus Christ, is changeless. It's unable to change. The law of in impossibilities is applicable to Jesus. He cannot change. What man proposes as cure for the human soul is basically corrupting and imprisonment of people everywhere. Man, I want this is this is a majestic principle. I want you to have this clear in your heart today. Man can never become God. But God demonstrated his love towards us when he became a man. God took on humanity in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to love you and to love me back into fellowship, creation with Creator. Jesus, as our previous meditation, is heaven's 
benefactor to redeem you and to redeem me. The coming of Jesus reveals that man cannot help himself and man is always in, in a need of divine assistance. The person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Irrespective of who you are, irrespective of what your position is, irrespective of your position, I say to you, we are humanly incapable to deal with the things of the soul. Jesus Christ is able and competent to redeem you and to redeem me. Jesus came to do for man what man was unable to do for himself. I want to say, say this again. Jesus Christ came to you and to me because we were unable to redeem ourselves from sin, Satan, and death. Therefore, our salvation was paid for. Jesus Christ paid once for all on Golgotha. Himself, the final and perfect sacrifice for the sinful man to redeem you and to redeem me. On the cross, Jesus made a declaration. I say Jesus made a statement. It's an irrevocable statement. What he said then is applicable for today and it's applicable for tomorrow. On the cross, Jesus Christ paid in full the penalty for sin when he says, Tetelestai. It is complete. It is finished. Jesus paid once for all. For all time to come, Jesus paid the punishment that I deserve, he paid it for you, and he paid it for me. Jesus Christ therefore he is. One, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Two, he is the beginning and the end. Three, he is the first and the last. That, verses 1 to 3, represents Revelation 22, verse 13. Four, Jesus is the shepherd and guardian of our soul. 1 Peter 2 verse 25. 5. He is both the resurrection and the life. John 11 25. Before we study my new discovery on the word my, let's review what was said before. 1. The word my in Psalm 21 verse 1 is the 13th word in the text. 2. The word my, as per the English grammar, is known as the first singular possessive pronoun. It belongs or is connected to the possessive form of the word I. Three, the word my therefore belongs or is associated with the speaker of Psalm 21 verse 1 to verse 8. Four. Therefore, the pronoun I represents the word my and stand as the object that receive unmerited favor from God. John 3.16 For God so loved you and me that God gave Jesus that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
The Son of God did not come to condemn, but to redeem. He did not come to reject, but He came to receive. He did not come to hate, but He came to love back, because we are the creation of God. Five, in philosophy, the I in metaphysics represents the object of self-consciousness. I have a conscious, consciousness, and you have a consciousness. It means I have an identity, you have an identity. And Jesus Christ came because he is the giver of your identity and that of mine. Six. So the word my basically speaks of someone towards whom Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, will share the following. A. God will say his thoughts. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I know the plans I have for you. B. God has feelings. God will display his feelings in John 3.16. For God so love you and God so love me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So God has revealed divine feelings. God loves you and God loves me. See, we are the receiver of divine action. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God will do divine action because humanity is paralyzed. Humanity is powerless to help himself. Therefore, God sent Jesus to help us. And when divine help comes, then it comes to set the captives free. Seven, as the 13th word, my, tells me and you that we are objects of unmerited and divine favor I say you are favored and I am favored so the only thing you've got to do is call upon the name of Jesus and we will be saved I say Romans 10 verse 13 whosoever calls upon the name of Jesus will not die but love will not be rejected but will be reaccepted eight the unmerited and divine favor represents divine action as per Romans 5 verse 8. Listen to again, I want to quote Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. Listen, this is divine feelings of God displayed in the death of Jesus while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Jesus died to set you free. Jesus died to set me free. So if the Son has set you free, you can be free indeed. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Nine, this divine unmerited favor is both deliberate and intentional. Meaning, man did nothing to convince God to act on his behalf. What happened is thus. Messiah independently. Deliberately and intensely. Decided before the foundations of the world. That he will come to redeem you. And he will come to redeem me. We cannot help ourselves. But I say to you. I am convinced that Jesus Christ can help you. He helped me. Even from the deadliest disease of blood cancer. I have been intentionally 
and deliberately set free from this disease by the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ten, this independent free, this free love of God towards you and towards me is contained in John chapter 10, verse 10. Let me quote what Jesus himself says. Messiah made a declaration. I want you to hear his heartbeat, his intention. I say he's deliberate and intentional coming to the world before the world was founded or created. John 10.10 reveals divine intention towards man to redeem us from Satan and ourselves. Listen to this. Now, now Jesus gives the character of the devil. He says the thief comes only. One, listen to this. Three categories of demon, demonic, Satan's intention. One, to steal. Two, to kill. Three, and to destroy. But listen, in contrast to demonic forces at work in our world today, listen to a declaration of Jesus. But I, Jesus Christ, I have come that you might have life and life in the abundance. It means Jesus Christ came to do 1 John 3, 8. For Messiah came to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. Now what is the works of the devil? The Bible says in John 10 verse 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These are the works of the devil. Jesus has the power because he's God. He will deal with Satan to steal, to kill, and to destroy humanity. He is the Redeemer for you and for me. Listen to these words again. But I came, Messiah Jesus Christ, that you may have life and life in the abundance. Not not insignificant life, but I believe it's an abundant life. It is a, it's life from the living word, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. I want you to take your seats. I want you to relax. I want you to start to concentrate what the Spirit of God revealed to me about the position of the word my. We know it is the 13th word, but it's all about the positioning of this word in Psalm 21 verse 1 that will give us revelation, a word of knowledge. God will set the captives free. The author of Psalm 21 verse 1 was divinely directed to place himself as the object of divine favor in Psalm 121. Secondly, the object will meet, now listen to this, the object will meet the source of mercy and grace, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the number 13 represents mercy and grace from God in Jesus, or through Jesus, God will come. And he's the source of mercy, he's the source of grace. 
when you are hopeless, he is powerful. When you are paralyzed, then he is majestic. I say God's love can take you from wherever you are and put you on sink on stable rock rather than sinking sand. Therefore, the thirteenth position refers to the heaven's benefactor, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, the thirteenth position refers to the person of Christ and the subject of divine love. I say you not just the object of unmerited favor, but we are the we we are basically understanding there's a subject of divine love towards you and towards me. Let us explain the number 13. Because I say the word my is in the 13th position and it reveals something for you and for me. Point A. Explanation of the number 13. I think it's important for many years Myself, I was deceived to believe that 13 is a, it's a number of bad luck, of misfortune. But I, but, but I always knew because I was born on the 13th of December, I knew, and I believe it is because of God, that gave me, in, he gave me information that 13 is representing a special day for me because it's my birthday. Now let us investigate the lies of the moment, the lies of our time. Explanation of the number 13. To understand the number 13, it is important to know the difference between Western culture and Middle Eastern culture. Now I want to, I, I stated this in red, Western culture, a system of bondage. One. When it comes to bad luck, there are few superstitions as pervasive in the Western culture as that of Friday the 13th. Now I want you to know that Western culture sells lies as truth. Now listen to this. According to God's word that all lies, whether big or small, is sinful and it calls for divine judgment. Because lies can imprison you and imprison me. You may not see the change or a, or a cell bars, but lies will trap you and it will keep you in bondage. Two, according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, more than 80% of high-rise buildings, point one, high-rise buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor. And the vast majority of hotels, hospitals, and airports avoid using the number for rooms and gates as well. Three, since the 19th century, Friday the 13th became synonymous with misfortune and bad luck. So the Western culture wish and it taught us throughout the millennia, throughout the centuries, that 13 represents misfortune and bad luck. Now because we don't know better, we are trapped, 
we are fearful. We are we are anxious. We are in bondage because of this miscalculation or selling of lies with intention to destroy us. Four. When it's Friday the thirteenth, and millions of people are on edge, fearing a calamity with personal or global repercussions. This is what my investigation revealed. People are fearful that they may, one, break a leg. Two, the stock market will crash. Three, it will be the day when uh, the trigger will be pulled for the third world war in our world. Five, it's a question. Why all the anxiety? In short, because the fear is ingrained in Western culture. So Western culture is designed to bondage, to imprison, to, to take those who are free and make them prisoner. Make them a prisoner of war because we don't know better. We are ignorant. We don't know the truth. Remember what Jesus says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Six, a professor of psychology at Connecticut College in New London had this to say about Friday the 13th. If nobody bothered to teach us about these negative taboo superstitions like Friday the 13th, we might in fact all be better off. But it's deliberately, intensely being sold throughout the entire world populace to be fearful and be caught up in superstition. Lies has placed us in bondage, and only Jesus, that knows the truth, and He is the truth, can set you free and set me free. So let us look at the superstition as a subject. Point B. Superstition is the God of fear. So the Western culture are governed by superstition, not on the pillar of truth. Now this is a question I have for you. What do you say, are we free or are we in bondage? Now listen to the definition of the word superstition. Superstition are being defined as a belief or a way of behaving that is based, one, on fear of the unknown. Two, faith in magic or luck. So Jesus says, and you will know the truth. We have got to investigate God's word, and in the view of God's word, throw this light of God on the number 13, and we see that the 13 has a blessing in, in the Middle Eastern culture rather than the curse of the Western culture. I want to state that here and now, superstition is diabolical and governs billions of people from the pit of hell. Diabolical represents the character of the devil. John 10 verse 10. For the thief comes not to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life, and life in the abundance. I say, replace your, your limited life with a super abundant living, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. 
Now, this is what superstition does for billions and billions of people. Now, it's been alluded to. It's been highlighted by the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. The thief, remember, in John 10 verse 10, are being reflected or highlighted in Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. The God of this world has blinded the minds of believers, of people everywhere, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that display the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I say superstition is governing the total Western culture. And the reason for this, this ever-presentness of superstition is to place you in bondage and to place me in bondage. But thank God, I've received the person of Jesus Christ and he set the captives free. The second thing that I want to share about the superstition, the God of fear, is truth destroy lies. Truthfully speaking, the superstition of Friday the 13th must be refuted by God's word. Listen to the word of Messiah, Jesus Christ. 1 John 8, 22. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, truth is not just a theory. Truth is not placed on, in pages, but truth is a personality, the person of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Messiah that came into the world. Those who were sick Seated in darkness, saw a great light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Two, Jesus himself captured the essence of every day of our lives as per Mark chapter 2, 27. And Jesus said these words. And now here comes a principle. The Sabbath was not made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So, a day is not important, but man is. Therefore, I, I know, and I'm practicing this, every day is holy for me. Every day is a special day. As per Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in So, irrespective if it's the 13th or what day it is, rejoice, be glad, because this day, called 13th or Friday the 13th, is the day the Lord is made. Destroy the, the, the bondage of superstition by the knowledge of truth, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want, to, I want to share with you principles to destroy superstition in your life. One, the number 13 in Western culture places people in bondage. But listen to this. Christ came to set the captives free. Two, the number 13 in Middle Eastern culture represents favor. God is love. Three, know God's word and experience freedom in Christ as per Luke 4.18. Jesus made this declaration. I want to investigate and, and read Luke 
chapter 418. Remember, it is the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 61. Jesus took ownership of this prophecy and says, Today, this, these words are fulfilled. How do we destroy superstition? I say this through the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One, this is the words of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Two, because he anointed me. The word anointed means Messiah. Three, to preach the gospel to the poor. That is you and that is me. Four, he sent me to proclaim. What a declaration. What a proclamation. Why did Jesus come? First John 3, 8. To destroy the works of the devil. Here we find he sent me to proclaim point A to free prisoners. B recovery of sight for the blind. C to set the captives free. Where where the Western culture placed in bondage. Here comes a man from the Middle East. From from the, the land of Palestine, the time of Jesus' birth, he came intentionally and deliberately and says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which are lost. For John 8.36 represents the benefit for being set free just because Jesus came to set me free and we can have this freedom in Christ. Now listen to this. John 8.36 So if the Son, Jesus Christ, sets you free, you will be free indeed. Abandon the fear of the number 13 and live each day as unto the Lord. Friday 13th has no more power because Jesus Christ can set you free. He is the one who came to die in your place and in mine to set you free so that we can be free indeed. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. Jesus has broken the forces of darkness so that we can have life and light in abundance. In Jesus' name, amen.